Hey everyone. Hi Erin. How's it going? Ooh, good. Well, hey guys, you may have noticed we've been gone for a minute. So today we are going to release a special extra bonus audio for your patience. Uh, and it is the recording that we were a part of uh, when we were in Jersey. It is the Cinemind Spectacular. And the Cinemind is a game that's played on the Because Fuck You, That's Why podcast, which is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. And uh, it's it's pretty terrific. So we're going to play that here for you in a second. But with a bit of housekeeping, I do want to just say, um, going forward, starting with this next Wednesday coming up, we will be releasing our Bicoastal Biatch episodes on Wednesdays. Um, We're doing that because we are your women crush Wednesdays. Um, We want you to like, share, and enjoy us, but we think that, uh, you know, we're we're pretty fucking sexy bitches, so we should be everyone's women crush Wednesday. Um, That said, let's go ahead and get into this special episode. Smokey, take it away. Because Fuck You, That's Why is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Welcome to Cinemine. Hello and welcome to a very special Odd Pods Media Network Cinemine mm-hmm. Challenge. We have 10 contestants here ready to put their cinema knowledge to the test. And whoever can manage to get the most points uh, and manage to withstand the, the pressure of the chair and the two-minute timer uh, will win a glorious $100 for their chosen charity. Uh, the rest will leave with considerably less uh, we're going to play two rounds of trivia, two minutes on their specialist subject, and then two minutes of general movie trivia. And again, the players are looking for the highest combined score between rounds. And whichever player manages to take home the bacon gets $100 for whichever charity they've chosen to represent today. We've got players representing podcasts, YouTube. We've got fans. Uh, it's going to be an incredible experience, so let's just kick it off. Our first competitor is Augie. Augie, please introduce yourself for the people listening. Hello, everybody. I am Augie or Augie Doggy 8 whatever you prefer. I prefer Augie personally. Uh, and I am representing a trio of idiots uh, named BFYTW. Yep, that is correct. Thank you very much. You've gotten your first question right. Way to get, get off to a good start. Yes. <laughs> I'll um, never get another one right all day. <laughs> so uh, what charity are you playing for, Augie? I am playing for St. Jude. St. Jude. Very, very good. Very good charity. Uh, very close to our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, and your specialist subject was? Lord of the Rings. That's right. The Lord of the Rings trilogies. Yes. Uh, the Steve Jackson trilogies, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, if that's not, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. Very good. All right. Well, uh, two minutes on the clock for Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, Lord of the Rings trilogies, the recent ones. And here we go. Your time starts now. 
The Lord of the Rings trilogy of epic fantasy adventure films were released between 2001 and 2003 and were followed by the Hobbit trilogy between 2012 and 2014. What director directed all six films? It was not Steven. It was uh, Peter Jackson. That's right. In the first Lord of the Rings movie, The Fellowship of the Ring, which character says the following at a party? I don't know half of you half as well as I should like, and I like less than half of you half as well as you deserve. Bilbo Baggins. That's right. In The Two Towers from 2002, Yomer meets Aragorn's group and informs them that King Theoden is under the control of Saruman and his servant, Grima Wormtongue. What actor plays Grima Wormtongue? Oh, no. I don't know that one, unfortunately. Okay. Uh... In the extended version of The Two Towers, Legolas and Gimli argue about body count. Gimli says the one Legolas shoots is already dead, and Legolas counters that he was twitching. Gimli retorts he was twitching because he's got my axe. Where? In his nervous system. That's right. In 2003's Return of the King, as King Theoden gathers the Rohirrim army, Aragorn meets Elrond, who informs him of Arwen's plight, and gives him a sword reforged from the shards of King Elendil's sword Narsil. It is renamed what? Oh. <sighs> I, it's on the tip of my tongue. I don't know. Can't say it all of them. Pass? Yeah. Denethor demands Pippin sing him a song. Pippin sings through shadow to the edge of night until the stars are all alight. Mist and shadow, cloud and shade. What three words follow? All will fade. All shall all fade. All shall fade. Sorry. In The <laughs> Hobbit, an unexpected journey, Martin Freeman plays young Bilbo Baggins, a hobbit hired by Gandalf to join a group of dwarves on a quest. What actor plays his older self in this and the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Oh, no. I don't know that one either. Pass? Pass. Okay. When trying to convince Bilbo to join them, he mentions that Bilbo's great-great-great-great-uncle Bullroarer Took defeated the Goblin King and invented the game of golf at the same time. At what battle did he claim this took place? Uh... Goblin War? No. In 2013, I started, so I'll finish. In 2013's The Desolation of Smaug features the pompous and greedy mayor of the settlement of men at Lake Town near Lonely Mountain. What British actor and comedian plays the master of Lake Town? I don't remember. Stephen Fry. <laughs> okay, let's go over the ones you missed. Uh, when trying to convince Bilbo to join them, he mentions Bilbo's great-great-great-uncle Boror Took and defeated the Goblin King and invented the game of golf at the same time. He said this happened at the Battle of Greenfields. Mm -hmm. uh, the actor who plays older Bilbo Baggins is Ian Holm. Uh, Pippin sings all shall fade. You said all will fade. Mm. I can't accept that. Uh, the sword's name is Anduril. And the actor who plays Grima Warring Tongue is Brad Duriff. Yeah, I'm bad you, with the actors. <laughs> you have scored three points, sir. You know what? For BFYTW, dude, that prop, is you did a lot better than last Three more time. points than the last time I played. <laughs> Man, good job. So I will take it. Hell yeah. You're off to a far better start, sir. Well done. Okay, three points for Augie. He will carry those three points into the next round. Go ahead and take your headset off. I'm out of here, peace. Yep. I'm going home. Uh, and uh, the player who is next up will be Seaman, and on deck is Logo Mike. Logo Mike, please take your seat. All right, Seaman. Oh, what's going on? How goes it? Um, well, like, it, okay. it? It was going well until that started, and then I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to get a single answer right. Uh, so you're looking There's a little no nervous way. now. Uh, <laughs> I'm, sh I'm shook. I'm shook a little bit. I, I, think, I, think, a little time bit. I think you can relax. I think you can relax. Yeah. This is on a subject that's very near and dear to me. I mean, this but is true. Before we get to that, um, uh, something I should explain that I didn't. Augie already knew, so thank God he went first. But I neglected <laughs> to mention that the timer will run sort of silently. However, when the music starts, you have 12 seconds left. 
left. 12, gotcha. And then time ends when the beep occurs. And when that happens, if I'm in the middle of reading a question, I will finish it, and you will get a chance to answer it. Cool. All right. Don't expect very much from me, folks. So, Seaman, tell the people listening all about you. What do you do? You are a YouTuber. Is that correct? That is correct. I've been on YouTube about four years now. Uh, I review movies, television shows, and I react to trailers. Um, I'm a big uh, Marvel fan, and but pretty much all comic book fans. It's a it's it's a cool world to live in to see the things we get to see these days. So I love fandom as well. So anytime I stumble into some fandom, I love to interact with people. So I, I've been accepted to some new fandoms uh, on some shows that are coming up and have happened. And I, I just I like interacting with the folks and just talking movies. That's that's what I do. Very very cool. Uh, so d- what charity are you playing for? I am playing for the Prostate Cancer Foundation. Oh, beautiful. Uh, any particular reason, unless it's touching yeah. story? No, yeah, yeah, no. My uh, my, da- my dad was diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer about three years ago. He mm-hmm. is cancer free now. Oh, awesome! Um, so, congratulations! Yeah, yeah, so that's always good. Um, but yeah, I always like to you know throw some money their way because they helped my dad stay alive. So that's that always cool. Is completely awesome, and I genuinely wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Your specialist subject was the MCU, the nice. Marvel Cinematic Universe. All yeah. right, two minutes. Good luck, brother. Thank you. On thank the you, clock. Thank you. Starting now. The first film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is 2008's Iron Man, starring Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. The film was directed by the same man who played Stark's bodyguard, Happy, who... John Favreau. That's right. When Thor is cast out of Asgard, he's hit by Dr. Jane Foster's car. As he demands to know where he is, Darcy tasers him as the others look at her, and she says, what? Followed by what five words... Paris. Okay. Captain America, the first Avenger, stars Tommy Lee Jones as a colonel in the United States Army and member of the Strategic Scientific Reserve who heads the Super Soldier Project. What's the character's name? Paris. Marvel's The Avengers begins with Loki meeting the leader of an extraterrestrial race called the Chichari. This character can be seen again in a mid-credits scene talking to Thanos. What title is this character known by? Paris. In 2013's Iron Man 3, Tony Stark enlists the aid of Harley Keener, and Tony asks for a laptop, a digital watch, a cell phone, the pneumatic actuator from your bazooka over there, a map of town, a tuna fish sandwich, and what other object? Pass. Captain America the Winter Soldier features S.H.I.E.L.D.'s headquarters, a compound located on Little Island in Washington, D.C. What's the name of this compound? Pass. In Guardians of the Galaxy, the characters are arguing about how to stop Ronan. Despite Rocket's disbelief, Peter Quill insists that he has what percentage of a plan? 10%. 12. In 2015's The Avengers, Age of Ultron begins with the Avengers storming a compound run by a Baron who was experimenting on humans with Loki's scepter. What's his name? Um, oh, I know this. Pass. In 2016's Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange seeks to learn from the Ancient One, who informs him that arrogance and fear still keep him from learning the simplest and most significant lesson of all. What lesson? Pass. Thor Ragnarok stars Tessa Thompson as a slave trader who captures Thor for the Grandmaster, but Thor recognizes her as a Valkyrie. She's known by what other designation for most of the film? I got nothing. Ouch. Yeah. I told you it was going to be bad. Oh. I, I, I am I know so much, but when it's like on the spot or under pressure, I, I never have anything. It's the ticking, isn't it? it yeah. yeah, it, it doesn't help. I'm glad I got one. Uh, you did. You got one. Uh, let's Good go job. over the ones you missed. I got I got excited. I was like, ooh, maybe this will be okay. And then se- second question, I was like, I'm not answering another one right the whole way. Uh, I mean, you started so strong. I know, so strong. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, Tessa Thompson is Scrapper 142. There you go. Uh, Doctor Strange, uh, Stephen Strange 
Sanders learns from the Ancient One, it's not about you. Uh, the Baron who is experimenting on humans with Loki's scepter is Wolfgang von Strucker. Uh, the compound in Washington, D.C. on Little Island that is S.H.I.E.L.D.'s headquarters is called the Triskelion. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the, among the massive list of items Tony asked for, he also asked for a big spring. Uh, <laughs> the character who is the leader of the Chitari and talks to Thanos is the other. Uh, the character's name uh, that Tommy Lee Jones played in Captain America the First Avenger was Chester Phillips. And Darcy tasers, uh, <laughs> tasers Thor and says, what? He was freaking me out. <laughs> Dude, I know none of those. Like, no joke. Not yeah, that, a that, that was, those were impressive <laughs> questions. He didn't even know John Favreau, so you got that over him. Say. You have one point. Hey, I'll take it. You Good never job, know Good how job. it's going to go Good when job. we go into the general Maybe general knowledge, knowledge would be better. You I do might, watch a lot of movies, you but might it's, pick it's, it back up. it's probably not going to get any better than that. Sorry, folks. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for C-Man. Thank you very much. You may go ahead and leave your seat. And uh, our next up is Logo Mike, and on deck is Bridget. Please Sweet. join us, Bridget. Take your seat and put the headset on. Man, the I am nervous right now. Logo Mike, I know. <laughs> I, I understand and I apologize. I'm this like shaking. I don't know what these questions are going to be. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, we'll on. talk about that in a moment. But first of all, uh, please uh, introduce yourself. What do you do? And uh, if you're representing a podcast, who are you representing here? Yeah, so my name's Mike, uh, also known as Logo Mike, and I'm representing Podeskew Podcast, hosted by CJ Enrico over here. And uh, yeah. That's about it. Very Don't good. Screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Logo Mike, what charity are you playing for? So, uh, I guess uh, October being uh, Breast Awareness uh, Month, I'm going to be playing for Susan G. Komen Foundation. Oh, that's fantastic. That's awesome. Absolutely dude. fantastic. Freaking All right. awesome. And your specialist subject was. 90s comedies? I yep, I have 1990s comedy movies here. Right. So, the length and breadth of 1990s comedies is, could be about just about anything. Okay. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, so you've um, got... Uh, I'm nervous. You've got two minutes on the clock. All right. And your time starts now. 1990's My Blue Heaven is about an uptight FBI agent forced to protect a larger-than-life mobster with a heart of gold. Steve Martin plays the mobster. Who plays the FBI agent? Um, uh... My God, I can't think of his name. Can I skip it for now? Yeah. Pass. Uh, Encino Man is a 1992 comedy about two high school students who find a recently unearthed caveman. To fool Dave's parents, they explain that the caveman is actually an exchange student from what country? Pass. The 1992 sports comedy Ladybug stars Rodney Dangerfield as a businessman who's desperate for a promotion at work. To impress his boss, he agrees to coach an all-girls team that plays what sport? Soccer. That's right. Rick Moranis. <laughs> <the other> one. <laughs> Grumpy Old Men is a 1993 romantic comedy starring Jack Lemmon as John Gustafson Jr. Feuding with his neighbor Max, an important plot point is John's rather large debt to what organization? I don't know, pass. The 1993 romantic black comedy film So I Married an Axe Murderer is about a commitment-phobic San Francisco beat poet who begins to suspect his girlfriend is killing her significant others. Who plays the poet? Charlie McKenzie. Uh, Mike Myers. That's right. Billy Madison is a 1995 absurd comedy starring Adam Sandler as the titular Billy, a spoiled heir to a Fortune 500 company who spends his days drinking with friends like Frank, who is played by what Saturday Night Live alum? Norm MacDonald. Is right. 1995 buddy stoner comedy Friday revolves around Craig Jones and Smokey's attempt to find enough money to pay back a drug dealer by 10 p.m. How much money do they owe? 
$200? Is right. Tommy Boy is a 1995 adventure comedy starring Chris Farley as Tommy Callahan, who gets an executive job at his family's plant, which makes cars for uh, parts for what kind of machines? Uh, automobiles. That's right. In what 1996 science fiction comedy is about Sherman Klump, a morbidly obese scientist who creates a serum that causes him to temporarily lose 250 pounds? Um, uh, what the heck is it? Let's say Professor Klump, is it? No. I have to, I have to ask for an answer. Um, I, I passed. Pass. It's the Nutty Professor. The nutty Professor. <laughs> Yeah. No, uh, my apologies. I got, I got four, good. right? Four? Yeah. I, uh, I, so. I sort of gave you one there totally by accident, but nothing I can do about it now. <laughs> What's uh, but uh, anyway, let's go over the ones you missed. Uh, grumpy Old Men, John Gustafson Jr. owes a rather large debt to the Internal Revenue Service. Mm-hmm. Um, to fool Dave's parents and Encino Man, they tell him the caveman is from Estonia. <laughs> and, I knew uh, that. You got Rick Moranis, but just a hair too late, I'm afraid. But you did get... One, two, three, four, five, correct, which bad. puts you in the That's lead. Very the nice, Very well Those done. are like easy, really easy questions. <laughs> I just kind of blanked on some of them, but, you know. The seat's hot, man. It's you scary. You did very good. <laughs> All right, so Bridget Fa is next, and on deck is Rico. So, Logo Mike, if you could take, take your headset off and leave the seat, Rico will take your place, and I will get to know Bridget a little bit. Hi, Bridget. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> We got Bridget. <laughs> I know. I'm thrilled to have her here. It's delightful. Um, <laughs> That's one way to fucking put it. Yes. Oh, wait. Can I curse? You can curse all oh, you like, God. dear. God, I hope so. Fucking curse away. <laughs> thank the fucking Lord. Yes. <laughs> all right. So uh, remind us again what podcast you are representing. I am representing Bicoastal Biatches. Excellent. Yes. Yes. Uh, and what charity are you going to play for today? Micro Works. Oh. Tell me about it. I don't know anything about so, it. So, in Mike Rowe, formerly of the TV show Dirty oh, Jobs. Mike Rowe. Right. <laughs> and so he has an organization that helps uh, raise money to give out, um, uh, what the fuck is the right word? Um, uh, what do you do? This do is I not going to work. Um, <laughs> like, not subscriptions. When you give out... Um, Subsidies? Something, yeah, subsidies. We'll use that word. Still not the right one. Sure. To people who want to go to college, not really college, they're going to trade schools. Um, oh. Tuition, scholarships. Oh. Scholarships. Thank there you. we yeah. go. See, this is going to show you how the fucking quiz is going to go because I can't think of words. Well, but, I mean, you, know. you picked a topic near and dear to my heart. Mine too. What's your specialist subject? The Princess Bride. <gasps> oh my God. Princess yeah. Bride. I, I'm a little nervous now because mm. I'm going to fuck this up royally. But well, you know, you never know. We shall see. We shall see. I genuinely wish you luck. Uh, you've got 12 questions, mm-hmm. two minutes on The Princess Bride, starting now. The Princess Bride is a 1987 fantasy adventure comedy film about a grandfather reading a fantasy book to his sick grandchild. What prolific director both directed and co-produced the film? Rob Reiner. That's right. As the movie opens, the grandson is playing a baseball video game when his mom says his grandpa is here. The kid complains that grandpa always does something, Pinches which grandpa immediately does. What does he do? Pinches yes, sheets. that's correct. The grandfather tells the boy he's brought the book his father read to him when he was sick. The grandfather is played by a veteran actor who's best known for his work on long-running TV show Columbo. What's his name. Peter Falk. Is right. The story in the book revolves around a girl named Buttercup who lives on a farm with handsome farmhand Wesley. In what fictional kingdom does this all take place? 
pass. Okay. Buttercup is forcibly betrothed to Prince Humperdinck, but before the wedding, she's kidnapped by three outlaws, a Sicilian named Vizzini, a Spaniard named Inigo, and a giant named Fezzik, who is from what large island? A man in black pursues the outlaws and successfully defeats all three, taking Buttercup prisoner for himself. When they reach the gorge, Buttercup correctly guesses that he is the man who killed Wesley, giving what name? Dread Pirate Roberts. Is right. Wesley explains that the name Dread Pirate Roberts is actually a title that's passed on. He inherited it from a man named Ryan, who inherited it from a man named Cumberbund. The real Roberts was retired and living like a king where? Pass. When they are captured by Humperdinck, Wesley realizes that Humperdinck's vizier has six fingers on his hand. That man is Count Tyrone Rugen, and he's portrayed by what actor? Uh, Christopher Guest. Is right. Wesley is taken to the pit of despair, where Count Rugen tortures people. Wesley is nurtured back to health by Rugen's assistant, a strange man played by Mel Smith, who is only known by what title? The albino. Is right. Miracle Max is played by Billy Crystal, and he and the actress who plays his wife spent time before filming working on a backstory and developing a rapport. Rob Reiner also let them improvise some of their lines. What actress played Max's wife? Carol Kane. Is right. At the end of the film, I've started, so I'll finish. At the end of the film, Humperdinck finds Wesley and Buttercup, and Wesley proposes a fight to the pain. He explains that this means first Humperdinck will lose his feet, then his hands. What body part comes next? Left eye followed by his right? His nose. Otherwise, excellent performance. Thank you. Damn, uh, Bridget. Frickin' representing. Excellent work. I'm uh, disappointed. Let's go over the ones you missed. Uh, the real Dread Pirate Roberts is retired and living like a king in Patagonia. Yes. Uh, Fezzik is from Greenland. <laughs> I Where that. I found you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the the whole story takes place in the fictional kingdom of Florin. Otherwise, fantastic job. Thank you. One, Seriously. two, three, four, five, six, seven. You've catapulted into the lead. Enjoy first place. Thank you very much, gentlemen. <laughs> very well done. Nice. We'll see very you nice. again in the final round. Okay. We're going to do our last player for this go around. Hey, Rico, how goes it? What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm really now nervous. Like, <laughs> I know. Because I'm, what, like, champion from last time? Is that what it was? Uh, that is correct. Mm-hmm. You have won the first and only episode of Cinemine so far. And so now you've I will got, lose. You've got a legacy to uphold, sir. I don't yeah. mind telling you. Uh, no but pressure. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> remind us again what podcast you represent. Sir. I represent Pod Askew Podcast. Which everybody should listen to, just like by Coastal Biatches. Um, and, of course, uh, what charity are you playing for? I will do the same charity as last time, the 86 Fund. It is a charity for specifically waitresses and bartenders and working staff uh, that had to really struggle through COVID. And my mother was a waitress and she passed away, so it really means a lot to me. That's fantastic. That's cool, man. Heck All right. Man. So uh, your specialist subject was? Frank Sinatra movies, much to everyone's chagrin. Oh, <laughs> dude, good category. I like this, man. I'll be <laughs> honest with you. Like, this is the only one that really threw me for a loop. This is the one I had to research the hardest because I knew nothing about them. But I've got 12 questions for you. Two minutes on the clock. If you're ready. I am ready. Your time starts 
Now, MGM cast Sinatra opposite Gene Kelly and Catherine Grayson in a 1945 musical comedy which would be nominated for several Academy Awards, including Best Original Song for I Fall in Love Too Easily, sung by Sinatra. What's the name of the film? Anchors Away. Is right. Sinatra would again be teamed up with Gene Kelly in the 1949 musical Take Me Out to the Ball Game, in which Sinatra plays Dennis Ryan, a part-time vaudevillian and baseball player for what fictional baseball team? Pass. Sinatra would work with Gene Kelly as sailors on shore leave one more time in 1949's On the Town, which includes Sinatra's character Chip falling for an aggressively amorous taxi driver named what? Pass. Sinatra struggled to stay in the Hollywood spotlight until the 1953 romance war film From Here to Eternity earned him a nomination and win of the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for playing what character? Angelo Maggio. That's right. Sinatra took a villainous turn in the 1954 noir crime film Suddenly. He plays a psychopath who takes a family hostage to use their house so he can assassinate the president who is traveling by what mode of transportation? Train. Is right. Sinatra was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actor for his portrayal of a drug addict who gets clean in prison but struggles to stay that way in the outside world in what 1955 drama Mail the Golden Arm. Is right. In 1956, Sinatra would star in romantic musical comedy film High Society alongside Bing Crosby and Grace Kelly. Sinatra plays Macaulay Mike Connor in the film, a man with what occupation? Baker? Reporter slash journalist. 1959's A Hole in the Head won the Academy Award for Best Original Song. That song was a Sinatra standard that would go on to be used as a campaign song by John F. Kennedy the following year. What's the name of the song? I hope so. Is right. In 1960 heist film Ocean's Eleven, while going over the plan, Vince Masler asks, if it's so foolproof, why hasn't somebody done it yet? Sinatra, as Danny Ocean, replies, same reason nobody's gone to the moon yet. What two words are the reason? It's expensive. No equipment. Sinatra considered the high point of his film career to be 1962's The Manchurian Candidate, which earned an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actress. What actress earned the nod for playing the diabolical, politically motivated Eleanor? Angela Lansbury. Is right. And ends the round. Well done. You uh, you only passed on two. Uh, the aggressively amorous taxi driver that Sinatra's character ship falls for in On the Town is Brunhilde Hilde <laughs> Esterhazy. <laughs> yes. uh, that's a name. I love that name uh, so much. And in Take Me Out to the Ball Game, uh, Sinatra plays Dennis Ryan, a baseball player for the Chicago Wolves. Ah, Otherwise, an excellent round. That is one, nice two, job, three, four, Very five, nice. six. Oh. Not quite enough to put you into first place, but keeping you among the ranks, I think. Well, I was hard. Now I'm soft. So <laughs> well, in any event, uh, that's going to be it for our first round of players. We will be back to play round two right after this. Hey you there, we've got a question for you. Are you tired of clickbait stories and the loudest voices driving discussions in culture and entertainment? If so, I'm Dylan. I'm Kendall. And I'm Corey. And we host the podcast From the Middle. We're middle-class guys living in the middle of America, in the middle chapters of our lives with points of view somewhere in the middle. We take a more reasonable and centrist approach in our discussions covering genres like comedy, culture, entertainment, and interviews with really interesting folks like business owners, comic creators, doctors, news anchors, New York Times best-selling illustrators, professional stand-up comics, and more. We really value a relaxed and conversational podcast, one that we hope is so fun and laid back, you'll forget you're not actually hanging out with us. So search 
at from the mid pod just like it sounds or check us out everywhere you can find podcasts welcome everybody to the Botescu podcast i am no, no, whoa, 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 dude no 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 this is our promo not the show i'm rico oh sorry i'm cj and we're the hosts of the Botescu podcast we're fans of pretty much anything and everything pop culture including movies tv shows books video games comics, music, and of course, Kevin Smith. Now, while we do keep our fingers on the pulse of Silent Bob, he certainly doesn't need our help in promoting him. You got that right. We do our own thing, with inspiration from the man himself and his mantra of why not. We've got stories about celebrities, we've interviewed theories of our own for certain movies, and we can usually tend to have a great debate about anything. We also do commentaries on movies. Sometimes we ask our fans what they want to watch with us. So if you love the timber of our vocal cords and want to watch a movie at the same time, give us a listen. Stay tuned every Monday. There's always something new. And if you've been good this year, we may even give you a bonus episode from time to time. So please be good and subscribe to and enjoy Podescube, founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Welcome back. We have done five of our ten competitors, and we have five more to go through their specialist subjects. Let's meet the next one. Uh, Justin, a.k.a. Mexican. How What's would you, up? How would you prefer to be called during this? Uh, Mexi's fine. Mexi. All yeah. right. Excellent. So um, you are not a podcaster. You are a fan. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've uh, been a fan of uh, Aaron and Stevie's work for quite a long time, <laughs> way back in the pantsless shorts days. Uh, those idiots? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And uh, Jorge, man. too. Yes. There's yeah. no accounting for taste, everybody. No, yep. not at all. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it was a long, long time ago. Uh, I won't get into the long story, but the short of it is I, I found their work on YouTube and uh, actually ended up writing the uh, theme song for uh, the show, The Save yeah. Files. Yeah. yeah. That was used all of twice. Yeah. Yeah, all of twice. Yeah, and uh, but it's cool. Y'all should he go check out some known of that old I was school. about to quit YouTube, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, that's just because I'm a jerk. So <laughs> yeah, uh, I still regret it every day. Um, yeah. So now I'm going to hopefully make it up to you. Uh, yeah. You've uh, you've elected to pick uh, what charity are you playing for? Yeah, so it's one that uh, that you guys have actually played for before um, in honor of Jorge, uh, the Niagara Hospice. Oh, that's a beautiful choice. That's fucking badass. Thanks, man. Much appreciated. Yeah, uh, for those who may not be aware, uh, Niagara Hospice took care of Jorge in his last days and was very good to him and us. So we yes. are very grateful. So like, seriously, that they're is, amazing. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your special subject? The Matrix. Yes, just the single movie because we had the Matrix series last time. So That's right. this is the Matrix movie from 1999. Two minutes, 12 questions. Your time starts now, The Matrix is a 1999 science fiction action film starring Keanu Reeves as computer programmer Thomas Anderson, a.k.a. Hacker Neo. What actor plays Agent Smith, the primary antagonist? Hugo Weaving. Is right. The film popularized a visual effect in which the heightened perception of certain characters is represented by action progressing in slow motion while the camera appears to move at normal speed. This effect is known by what two words? Bullet time. Is right. After the title of the film is displayed, what follows is a stylistic depiction of the machines attempting to trace a phone call between Trinity and a character who swears the line is clean. What character? 
Cipher. Is right. Agent Brown and a group of cops chase Trinity up to the rooftop where she leads them across several buildings. She jumps across a street to another rooftop, and Agent Brown follows, prompting a cop to say what two words? That's impossible. Is right. Text appears on Neo's screen instructing him to follow the white rabbit. When he sees a white rabbit tattoo on Troy's girlfriend's shoulder, she agrees to go with them to a nightclub. What song is playing when we see the club? Pass. When Neo meets Morpheus, he asks what the Matrix is, and Morpheus replies that you see it out your window, or when you turn on your TV, you feel it when you go to work, go to church, or do what activity? Pay your taxes. Is right. When Neo takes the red pill, he's hooked up to machines and told the pill disrupts his input-output carrier signal. When he asks what that means, Cypher says it means buckle your seatbelt and calls him what name? Dorothy is right. Around the, aboard the Nebuchadnezzar, Neo is strapped into a chair and opens his eyes in an all-white space. Morpheus explains this is a loading program where they can generate any objects they need. What is the program called? The the construct is right. Neo undergoes several training programs with Morpheus, including one in which Neo is distracted by a woman in a red dress. Later, what character proudly takes credit for the woman? Mouse is right. When Cypher meets Agent Smith at a restaurant, they make a deal to trade Morpheus for Cypher being plugged back into the Matrix. Agent Smith refers to Cypher throughout the scene by what last name? Mr. Riggin is right. After being ambushed in the Matrix, Cypher gets back to the ship first and takes out Tank and Dozer. He then taunts Trinity and explains himself and starts pulling the plugs of his shipmates, starting with what character? It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, oh. I need an answer. Yep. I'm going to call it pa- yeah. time. Yeah. It's on the... APOC. APOC. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was on the tip of my tongue. Otherwise, <laughs> an absolutely oh, my brilliant performance. <laughs> Beautiful. Dracula, Dracula by Rob Zombie. Yeah, you looked looked like you had it. Yeah, it was Dracula that was playing the club. Near perfect performance. You only passed on one and missed one. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Awesome. Very well done. Awesome. Great, Maxi. That was freaking gorgeous, man. Appreciate it. That is a damn good start. You've catapulted into the lead. We'll see how it holds up in round two. In the meanwhile, he's going to take off from his chair. And uh, Catters, you'd be kind enough to take his place. You'll be on deck as we move on to CJ. Hey, CJ. What's going on, everybody? What's up? What's up, buddy? Uh, no fucking pressure following that <laughs> shit, right? I mean, Jesus. <laughs> at, at all, man. Oh, all. man. Well, I mean, here's the good news. I know you studied. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you watched me. Yeah. Um, so uh, just remind everybody what uh, podcast you are representing, sir. Podeskew, third member today. Beautiful. Awesome. And, uh, and what is your chosen charity? Shriners Hospitals. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, Very they nice. they uh, for those not familiar with me, I have a disability known as schizencephaly, which is very similar to cerebral palsy. And if it wasn't for the, the wonderful people at Shriners Hospital of Philadelphia specifically, I wouldn't be sitting here with y'all doing this shit. So Dude, I, that's uh, fucking cool. Yeah, man. so they, are, every are, time I can give them any kind of charity back, I try to do it. We are so. completely oh, grateful yeah. to them because they brought you to us. How yeah, I, Rico may regret, regret that a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. All right, so uh, what is your specialist subject? Back to the Future trilogy. The Back to the Future trilogy. Very good. Three of the movies. Uh, Once again, like everybody else, 12 questions, two minutes. Your time starts 
now. The first Back to the Future movie almost didn't get made. It was rejected over 40 times by studios until the director of the film found success directing Romancing, Romancing the Stone. What's the director's name? Robert Zemeckis. Is right. Michael J. Fox was the initial choice to portray Marty McFly in the film, but he was unavailable. Another actor was hired and scenes were shot, but Zemeckis determined he was not right for the part. What's the actor's name? Eric Stoltz. Is right. Thomas F. Wilson memorably plays Biff Tannen, the primary antagonist who tries to bully everyone. When Marty first runs into him in 1955, what are the first two words Biff says? What are you looking at? No. Hey, McFly. One of Marty McFly's biggest problems in the first movie is that his mother has become romantically infatuated with him instead of his father. What actress played both teenage and middle-aged Lorraine? Leah Thompson. Is right. The climax of the film has Marty and Doc racing to capture a lightning bolt and send the DeLorean to 1985. Once successful, Marty runs to the mall to try and save Doc. What is the name of the mall at this point in the film? Lone Pine Mall. Is right. Back to the Future 2 begins with Doc, Marty, and Jennifer going to 2015 to help Marty's kids. Once there, Marty is delighted to get shoes with power laces. What brand are the shoes? Nike. Is right. Fun fact, Michael J. Fox plays Marty's older self, his son, and his daughter in the sequel. His son is Marty McFly Jr. What's his daughter's name? Pass. When Marty, Doc, and Jennifer return to 1985, Marty realizes that things are very wrong. To ensure they arrived at the correct date, Marty grabs a newspaper from a porch, but is immediately held at gunpoint by what character? Strickland. Is right. At the end of the film, Marty watches in horror as the DeLorean is struck by lightning and vanishes, but a courier shows up with a letter for Marty. The courier is from what financial services company? Western Union. Is right. Back to the Future 3 begins in Doc's house as they plan to recover the DeLorean. When they find the car, they're disturbed to find Doc's dog whimpering at Doc's grave. What's the name of Doc's dog in 1955. Copernicus. That's right. When Marty McFly arrives in 1885, he falls down a slope, crashing into a fence. The owner of the fence happens to be his great-great-grandfather, whose first name is also Marty's middle name, which is what? Seamus. Is right. Well done. Dude. Very well done. good, man. Very good. You only passed on one. Yeah, I know. And missed one. Uh, Marty's daughter's name in the future. Did hmm. it come to you? No. Anybody? I can't remember. It's Marlene. Ah! Marlene McFly. Otherwise, otherwise, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We have two players tied for first place with nine points. I try. I try. Well done, both of you. Very well done. All right. Next up is going to be Cat Ears, and on deck we have Aaron. So once CJ vacates the space, we'll bring Aaron in. And while that's happening, hello, Cat Ears. Hello. Hi. So thrilled to have you. Um, you're a special guest here. We, several of us were not expecting you. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It's awesome that you're here. Uh, so uh, just tell everybody who don't may not know about you, um, your name, what name you'd like to be called by, and what <laughs> podcast you're representing. My name is Jamie, and I'm representing Married with Television uh, podcast. Uh, we are part of the Odd Pods Media Network. Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. Woo, Odd Pods, baby. Woo. <laughs> I think Stevie's just fist bumping everybody I at this point. So. I'm, yeah. I'm excited right now. I'm really <laughs> excited. You have yeah, no idea. Because he doesn't have to do a thing. That's nice. Um, and uh, <laughs> Jamie... Um, and you, you are part of Married with Television with uh, your with my husband Shannon. Shannon. Yeah, very cool. Um, so, what charity are you playing for today? Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood, very good, awesome. Um, okay, and what was your special subject again? Remind everybody. Uh, the Scream franchise. Although I'm kind of regretting that now. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's amazing. We shall see. Okay. Uh, we shall see. I have a feeling you'll do well. Um, <laughs> but don't worry about it. Uh, so once again, like everybody else, two minutes on the clock, 12 minutes, or not 12 minutes, 12 questions. <laughs> yeah. 12 questions, two minutes, special guest. No, 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 12 questions, two minutes. I knew I was going to run into trouble with two numbers. Yeah. Uh, 12 questions, two minutes, your time starts now, Scream is a 1996 satirical slasher film starring Nev Campbell as a high school student who becomes the target of a mysterious killer in a Halloween costume. Who directed all four Scream films? Wes Craven. Is right. The film was inspired by the real-life case of Daniel Harold Rowling, an American serial killer who murdered five students in Florida over four days in August 1990. But what nickname is Rowling better known? I don't know. The Red Baron? No, the Gainesville Ripper. In the first Scream movie, the high school is suspended in the wake of the murders and the killer stabs Principal Hembry to death. What actor went uncredited for his portrayal of Arthur Hembry? Uh... Henry Winkler. Is right. Scream 2 from 1997 begins with a screening of Stab, a film based on the events of Scream 1. Omar Epps plays a college student watching the movie, but he goes to the restroom where he's killed. What's his character's name? Oh, shit. Um, I don't know. Steve... Uh, Phil Stevens uh, uh, close, close yeah. in Scream 2 the killer calls Gail but Randy picks up when they realize the killer is watching them Dewey and Gail split up to look for him the killer asks Randy what his favorite scary movie is what movie does Randy pick oh he doesn't pick a horror movie Sorry, that's all I know. Ah, no, showgirls. <laughs> yeah. uh, Scream 2 ends with a climactic confrontation with not one, but two killers, one of whom is Debbie Salt, the mother of one of the killers from the first movie. She's played by what actress? Kathy... Me no, Karen Metcalf. No, Lori Metcalf. Uh, Scream 3 from 2000 begins with Cotton Weary being threatened by the killer for Sydney's whereabouts. The killer is outside Cotton's girlfriend's bathroom. What's her name? Totally don't even know. Christine. Humorously, Jay and Silent Bob have a cameo in the film where they run into Gail Weathers, and Jay mistakes her for Connie Chung and asks her how her husband is. Who's her husband? David Arquette? Maury. Maury. Uh, and, oh, sorry. Yes, you're right. Martha Meeks, Randy's sister, delivers a tape Randy had made before his death with three tips for trilogies. The second tip is that anybody could die, and it could be like what movie? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Reservoir Dogs. Oh, you're right. That was rough. Okay. I tried. That was rough. Uh, you did okay. Uh, you didn't pass you did on any of them. No. You didn't pass on any of them. And, uh, I partially it, it mean the answers. <laughs> but you got two. Okay. Which I, I think means you're not last. All right. There we go. <laughs> so you're doing awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Sure. Well, we'll bring you back for the general knowledge round. You never know how that's going to go. It could go any which way. Hopefully, you'll do a lot better there and catch up. We'll see. In the meanwhile, I'm going to have ZZ Todd take her place. You'll be on deck. And we will get to know Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Well, hey, fucking Aaron. You have a lovely name. You Has do, anyone too. anyone ever told you that? God, it's you amazing. have a fucking great name. I know. And you're, you're a goddess. You really are. I, know. I feel the same about you. Does anybody oh, else you. think this is a little weird? Nobody's, or just me? Nobody's ever <laughs> called me a goddess before. Um, <laughs> but I will take it. Um, okay. So uh, remind everybody what podcast you're playing for. Uh, yeah, I'm playing on behalf of Bicoastal Biatches. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, excellent. And... Uh, and what charity have you decided to play for today? Uh, it's actually a small charity that's very close to my heart. Uh, it's called the Edwards Center. It's in Portland. They help develop mentally disabled adults have long-term families so that when their parents pass away, they're not alone. 
and they put them in group homes together and there's a house parent and it's amazing. That is so freaking awesome. That's Dude, that's freaking badass. Hell yeah. Man, do our people know how to pick charities or right? what? This is awesome. All right. So uh, remind us of what your special subject was. Well, um, I had to pick something other than Back to the Future. Sadly, somebody had taken that from you. I very stupidly was like, I love Sunset Boulevard so much. And uh, so we'll see how this goes. All right. Uh, Sunset Boulevard, the 1950 movie. 12 questions. Two minutes. Starting. Now, Sunset Boulevard is a 1950 black comedy film noir. The film was directed by an Austrian-American director, producer, and screenwriter whose career would span five decades. What's his name? Billy Wilder. Is right. The film stars Joe uh, Gillis, a struggling screenwriter, and as the film begins with Joe narrating, as the police swarm a Sunset Boulevard mansion, they find Joe's body in what location at the mansion? Floating in the swimming pool. That's right. Car repossession men show up to Joe's apartment and demand the keys. Joe tells them he loaned the car to a friend. One of the men says the car better be back by noon tomorrow or there will be what pass when betty schaefer critiques joe's script uh, he argues but she insists the film should have a message to which joe retorts that stories aren't enough for her and she would have turned down what classic film gone with the wind is right joe hides from the repo men winding up at the mansion of norma desmond who incorrectly believes that joe is there to deliver a coffin for what unusual kind of animal a monkey uh, chimpanzee yeah okay norma desmond is a former silent film star who draws joe into her fantasy world she's played by a former silent film star herself who won a golden globe and was nominated for an oscar what's her name gloria swanson is right one of gloria swanson's silent movies queen kelly was used for a scene where norma and joe watch one of norma's old movies and she declares we didn't need dialogue we had what faces is right betty schaefer runs into joe at a party and admits guilt over her critique but as the party is loud she asks if there's some place they can talk joe su suggests the bathroom referring to it by what two-word phrase water closet rainbow room norma's servant max drives norma and joe to paramount ostensibly to meet about norma's script but max learns they just want to rent her unusual car what make is the car pass when Norma visits the set of Cecil B. DeMille's latest film, he has her sit in his chair while he makes a phone call. Meanwhile, a spotlight operator recognizes and calls out to her, identifying himself by what name? Hawkeye? Is right. Joe finds himself in a moral quandary when Betty Schaefer admits she loves him, as Betty is currently engaged to Joe's friend Artie Green, who is portrayed by what actor? Uh, Jack... Shit. Nope. <laughs> jack shit nice, nice. shit fuck it is not jack shit it is uh it is jack webb okay. it was right there on the tip of your tongue um okay so let's go over the two that you passed on um so the repo man says the car had better be back by noon tomorrow or there will be fireworks uh and the car is an isada Frashini. i mean is that really a threat I yeah, mean, I mean, you know, that'd be amazing. I, like, sweet. You're going to put on a fireworks, fireworks show? Sure, okay, why yeah, not? I thought for sure you were going to ask about the waxworks. In the, any event, and one, two, oh. three, four, five, six, seven. Nice. Right in amongst nice. the top, Aaron. Well done. Good job. Good job. Well done. There we go. All right. Very good. Okay. So, one man left to play. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Last but certainly Me? not least, it's ZZ Todd. Hi, ZZ Todd. Hi. How's it going, buddy? Hey, Hi, everybody. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Oh. So uh, if I know correctly, you are not a podcaster, but you are a fan. Is that correct? 
I am not a podcaster. I just happen to be here, and you guys let me crash your party. (laughs) Fantastic. Uh, Well, we're certainly happy you're here. Um, I'm certainly happy I'm here. (laughs) So uh, what charity would you like to play for? Um, I really believe in support your local charities, but this time I'm going fuck cancer just because... Fuck cancer. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Agreed. I think that's a something yeah. I can get behind. Uh, and what did you choose as your chosen subject? Uh, the Deadpool movies. Yes, Deadpool 1 and oh. 2. And, and I keep hearing people saying they regret what category they chose. Right. I just regret being here. <laughs> oh, well, uh, we got two minutes in which to make you regret all of existence. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. 12 questions, two minutes, when you're ready. Ready. Starting now. In the first Deadpool film, Wade Wilson is a dishonorably discharged Special Forces operative working as a mercenary when he meets Vanessa, who is played by what actress? Um, Marina Bacaran. Yep. Uh, Wade is diagnosed with terminal cancer, but is approached by a recruiter offering a cure. He is taken to Ajax, whom Wade mocks quite mercilessly when he learns Ajax's fir- real first name is what? Oh. <laughs> Pass. Uh, Deadpool's roommate for much of the film is Blind Al, played by Leslie Uggams. At one point, he tells her there's 116 kilos of cocaine buried somewhere in the apartment, right next to what? The cure for uh, blindness. Is right. When Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead find Deadpool on the highway, Deadpool punches Colossus in the groin with a loud metal clang, and Deadpool remarks in astonishment, what three words? Um... Oh my god, Dad? No. Uh, on their way to rescue Vanessa, the cab driver Do- Dopinder reveals that he's taken Deadpool's advice and put his romantic rival in the trunk in order to win back a girl named what? Oh, is it Gita? It is. At the end of the climactic battle, Deadpool holds a gun to Ajax's face, cocks it, and replies, any last words? To which Ajax re- replies with what three-word question? What's my name? Is right. Deadpool 2 begins with Vanessa's death, which Deadpool blames himself for. After trying but failing to commit suicide, he is left with one memento, an anniversary gift. What is it? Uh, Skee-ball token. Is right. As a new member of the X-Men, Deadpool, Colossus, and Negasonic Teenage Warhead respond to a standoff between authorities and an unstable young mutant, Russell Collins, who is also known by what name? Fire Fist. Is right. When Deadpool starts putting together the X-Force, a man calling himself Shatterstar applies, and during the interview declares he is from what planet? Uh, uh, planet Mojo? I'll accept that. Mojo World. When Deadpool learns that Cable is from the future, he asks three questions. First, is dubstep still a thing? And the second question is about what franchise of disaster films? Oh, um... No. And that's time. Sharknado. Oh, yeah. Sharknado. Nice. Uh, all right. You only Good job, passed buddy. on Good job. two... Uh, when he learns Ajax's real first name, he mocks him mercilessly. It is... Francis! Francis, yes. Uh, and when he punches Colossus in the groin, he says... Um, your poor wife. Your poor wife, is what he says. Absolutely right. Such a great line. Otherwise, a really good showing, ZZ Todd. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Right amongst the top. All right, so all 10 players have played their special subjects. We're going to do the general knowledge round right after this. (laughs) 
I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. And each week, we give a comedic take on all forms of entertainment, such as movies, music, video games, television, and much more. So put your shades on and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Shades on. We're on. Hey, I'm Lauren. And I'm John. And we host the Beard Out Podcast, the podcast where we talk about two of the greatest things in the world, beer and Beard Out. And a lot of other things. We're funny. Uh, yeah, that's basically what I told him to say. Good job with your I script. I listen. Yay. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, we try and pair a beer with a Weird Al song and talk about both things and go where the conversation takes us. It's fun. I promise. You'll like it. Yeah. I mean... If you like talking about random things as well as, you know, fine craft beers and some wonderful craft music. Craft music. I love it. So, but not craft singles. So far, this promo is going about as smoothly as one of our episodes. Absolutely. If this has enticed you in any way, please go to BeardOutPodcast.com. HTTP colon <laughs> slash slash www.beardalpodcast.com. I repeat, HTTP, if you want it to be, if you want it to be secure, HTTPS colon slash slash www.beardalpodcast.com. Bye. Bye. Welcome back. This is it. Uh, all 10 players are going to play one more round, two minutes, general knowledge, each of them. We're going to start in order of how well they did, starting with the least to the most points. Uh, and uh, whichever player has the most points at the end of all 10 will win and take home $100 for their chosen charity. Uh, we're going to start with Seaman. Uh, you have one point, but here's your chance to in, in, enlarge that total. And I, I, I understand you mentioned you were a YouTuber and did not mention... Yeah, I was real nervous before, so yeah. I forgot to say you can find me at youtube.com slash cinema underscore sitdown. Um, and cinema underscore sitdown is both my socials on Instagram and Twitter. But yeah, I was, I was scared, and now I'm even more scared because I blew my round, so let's do this. <laughs> well, listen, this is general knowledge. It could go any which way. Hopefully, it falls right into your lap. We'll see. Two minutes let's on general knowledge, if you're ready. I am. Starting now. Featuring Felicity Jones as Jin Erso, what 2016 Star Wars movie chronicles the events leading up to the theft of the Death Star plans from an Imperial base on the planet Scarif? Rogue One. Is right. The 1994 British romantic comedy Four Weddings and a Funeral follows the adventures of Charles and Friends through a number of social occasions. Charles is played by an actor known for his stuttering. What actor? Uh, pass. Gollum is a fictional monstrous character from the Hobbit and the Lords of the Rings novels. What actor played Gollum through both those Lord of the Rings and Hobbit trilogies? Andy Serkis. Is right. What 1940 American romantic psychological horror film starred Laurence Olivier and Joan Fontaine and is the only film that Alfred Hitchcock won a Best Picture Oscar for? Pass. In 2020, the Best Picture Academy Award went to a Korean black comedy thriller, which was the first non-English language film to win. What's the name of the film? Oh, give me one second. 
Parasite. Is right. The 2011 animated Western comedy film Rango features a tropical shirt-wearing chameleon who accidentally ends up in a town that desperately needs a new sheriff. What actor voices Rango? Johnny Depp. Is right. 1952 musical romantic comedy film Singing in the Rain is a lighthearted depiction of Hollywood in the late 1920s. What actor sang the title song Singing in the Rain? Pass. What 2002 Tom Cruise science fiction action film is based on a short story by Philip K. Dick and revolves around police apprehending criminals based on foreknowledge provided by three psychics called precogs? Minority Report. Is right. A Fish Called Wanda is a 1988 heist comedy film about a gang of diamond thieves causing all kinds of chaos trying to find the loot. What Monty Python alumnus plays the bumbling barrister Archie Leach? Pass. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is a 1969 American Western film about a pair of outlaws on the run. After a string of train robberies, Robert Redford played the Sundance Kid. Who played Butch Cassidy? Pass. The 2018 biographical musical drama film Bohemian Rhapsody features Rami Malek as the lead singer of the British rock musical band Queen. What's the name of the singer? Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury is right. Okay, let's go over that the ones. better than the first round. Yeah, good, job, buddy. good job, Good job. I do have some movie knowledge. <laughs> Let's go over the ones you passed. Uh, so uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Robert Redford was the Sundance Kid. Butch Cassidy was. You had no idea. Yeah. Anybody? Paul Newman. Is right. Uh, the Monty Python alumnus who plays Archie Leach in A Fish Called Wanda. John Cleese. John Cleese yeah. is right. Uh, let's see. Um, you got that yeah. one. The actor who did Singing in the Rain in 1952. Yep, absolutely yeah. right. Uh, you got those other two right. And uh, let's see. The uh, 1940 American romantic psychological horror film uh, by Alfred Hitchcock. Did anybody know that? Marnie? No. Uh, it was Rebecca. And the actor who stutters and was in Four Weddings and a Funeral is Hugh Grant. Stevie, how many points did he get? Six by my count. Six hey, points, which that puts out. your score. I'm not last anymore. Yeah, up to job. seven. <laughs> you will not win. No, but, but hey, it's better than but knowing lot, I would be in last. It's a lot better than you started with, so yeah. that's a that's a good improvement, I'd say. All right. Well, thanks, thank guys. You very this much. was this was fun. I appreciate it. Thank you very it. much. Your your charity will receive five dollars as a condolence prize. Thank you very much, guys. Very I appreciate good. that. Awesome. Definitely, definitely, man. Okay, uh, so uh, he will leave his seat, and the person who will take his seat is Augie. Augie, you're out. You're on deck. <clears throat> Meanwhile, hello, Jamie. Hello, Aaron. Hi. How are you feeling? I'm good. Good? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Could be better. Yeah. Uh, well, you've, <laughs> you, you've got two points. It's time to make that better. Oh, gosh. Please. You, you've got this. Uh, two minutes of general knowledge questions starting now. The Day the Earth Stood Still is a 1951 science fiction drama film that was remade in 2008 with Keanu Reeves playing the alien Klaatu. What is the name of the giant robot that accomp accompanies the alien in both films? I Varatu? No, Gort. Okay, uh, in right. Four Weddings and a Funeral, the funeral is for one of Charles's friends who suffers a sudden heart attack during the third wedding. What's the name of the character who dies? Matthew, Tom, or Gareth? Gareth. Is right. The 1998 American crime comedy film Out of Sight stars George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez as lovers on opposite sides of the law. And the director's first name is Stephen. What's his last name? Soderbergh. Is right. What 1972 American musical drama film was directed by Bob Fosse and features Liza Minnelli, Michael York, and Joel Grey in pre-World War II Berlin? Cabaret. Is right. The 1958 science fiction body horror film The Fly had a screenplay written by the same man who wrote the, no the novel Shogun. What's his name? 
Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. No, James Clavell. The 2014 animated adventure comedy The Lego Movie features a theme song that's a mantra for the Lego universe and is about people working together to do bigger things. What's the name of the song? It's Tegan and Sarah. That's all I know. No. Uh, everything is awesome. What yes. 2017 Christopher <laughs> Nolan ensemble war film featured the tagline, When 40,000 men couldn't get home, home came for them? I don't know. Dunkirk. Emma Thompson won the Best Actress Academy Award in 1993 for her role in what 1992 romantic drama film based on the 1910 E.M. Forster novel of the same name? Rebecca of Greenville? No, Howard's End. The 1996 American comic science fiction film Mars Attacks is based on the Topps trading card series of the same name. Who directed the film? Tim Burton. Is right. Uh, Michael Caine starred in a 1984 romantic comedy about two fathers and their daughters taking a trip to Brazil. It's based on the French film One Wild Moment, but is better known by what name? Uh, wild at Heart. No. Uh, no, blame it on Rio. Ah. Oh. <laughs> uh, you didn't pass any. You took a guess on all of them, so there's none to go back over. Steve, how did she do? You got four correct. Good job, Jamie. That was Thank awesome, Cat. I tried to guess just in case. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you I did mean, good. You, you nailed a bunch of those guesses. You did better so, than yeah. I ever avoid. You, you seriously did way better than me on those ones. Well, thank you very much for having me. Thank uh, you. Absolutely. Your charity will receive a $5 donation in your name. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Cat ears will take off, and Logo Mike, you will take her place to be on deck while we turn to Augie. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Augie. Somebody. Oh, you, no. you have three points. The leader has nine. You need six to at least catch up. I oh, got yeah. faith in you. I got uh -huh. faith in you. You can do this. You can do this. So what? how much did I get last time? One? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just got to get two. Yeah, you just, just get, get one more and yeah. you'll be good, okay. man. You got this. All right. I got faith in you. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. He's high. All right. Well, let's I'm see how so high fucked. he is. Um, let's see if he can get a score high. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You've got well, you've got two minutes. Your best uh, represent or you're out. Um, you your own videos. Your time starts now. Indiana Jones spends the first two movies going by his nickname, but in 1989's Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, it's revealed by his father that Indiana's real first name is what? Pass. And Michael Keaton starred in a 2014 black comedy drama film about a faded Hollywood star trying to mount a Broadway show. The film is called The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, but by what name is it better known? Never heard of it, Pass. In 2012, science fiction action thriller Looper, what actor had to be fitted with lip and nose prosthetics and have his, ear pulled, his ears pulled back to portray a younger version of Bruce Willis? What? what? No, Pass. <laughs> uh, what 2001 American action comedy film stars Ben Stiller and Will Ferrell and revolves around a fashion model being brainwashed into killing the Prime Minister of Malaysia? Zoolander. Is yeah. right. Which of the following actors does not appear in the 1961 epic adventure war film The Guns of Navarone? Gregory Peck, David Niven, or Cary Grant? Uh, Peck. No, Grant. The 2012 Best Picture Oscar went to a 2011 French comedy drama film, which was about the relationship between a young actress and an older silent film star, and the film is almost completely silent. What is the film's name? Pass. The 1980 psychological horror film The Shining was based on a novel of the same name and featured Jack Nicholson, who becomes the disturbed caretaker of what hotel? Oh my god, I I can't remember it fast. <laughs> the Naked Gun is a 1988 crime comedy film starring Leslie Nielsen as Los Angeles Police Squad Lieutenant Frank Drebin trying to prevent the assassination of what visiting royal figure? 
Uh, the Hamburglar. No, <laughs> Queen of England. <laughs> Quantum of Solace is a 2008 spy film, the 22nd in the James Bond series, and a direct sequel to Casino Royale, and the second Bond film to star what actor as James Bond? Pass. What 1937 American animated musical fantasy film took so long to make and cost so much money that Hollywood insiders started referring to the film as Disney's Folly? Disney's Folly? Yeah. Uh, pass. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Really? Let's go over the ones you passed. Uh, everybody <laughs> in the room lost their minds when you did not say what Bond played Bond in the Quantum of Solace movie, which was... Yep. I don't uh, watch 007. <laughs> he got the number right. Your I'm happy. Uh, the, the hotel in The Shining was... Overlooked. The Overlooked. Yeah, yeah that's right. The yeah, film, I the that almost one. completely silent film that won the 2012 Best Picture Oscar. Did anybody know that one? The Artist. The Artist is right. Uh, and you got that one. You got Zoolander and... The, the the actor who played a younger version of Bruce Willis and had to get prosthetics fit is right. Um, no. The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance starring Michael Keaton is known by what better name? Did anyone know? Birdman, Birdman is right. Oh, never would have gotten and that And Indiana one. Jones's real first name. Henry! Henry it is. How many did he get right? <laughs> I think I got one. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> or he got one. I, I, I counted one. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like one. Augie, uh, yeah, I thought he got uh, Zoolander and. Uh, I heard Zoolander. That's it. Uh, I, think that, I think that was it. Yeah, yeah the, the hamburger was not correct, as far as I know. He didn't get anything else right. It was just Zoolander. Yeah. Okay, well, you have four points. It's not enough. Yeah. Your charity will get a $5 job, donation in your name. Thank you for playing, and please vacate your seat. <laughs> Literally the nicest way to say GTFO. Um, so uh, Augie's out, uh, and on deck will be Rico. So if you could take a seat while I talk to Logo Mike. What's going on, guys? Going round on? two. Uh, yeah, Here round two, and you had a good showing in round one. You got five points. You're four points off the leader, so you'll need at least that much to stay in the game. Okay. Uh, two minutes, general knowledge, if you're ready. Let's do it. Your time starts now. The 2015 science fiction film The Martian revolves around an astronaut's attempt to survive being left behind on Mars. What actor plays the unfortunate astronaut? Uh, Matt Damon. Is right. Forgetting Sarah Marshall is a 2008 romantic comedy film about a television composer trying to move on from a broken relationship. Who plays the composer? Peter Bretter. Jason Segal. Is right. Arnold Schwarzenegger stars in a 1987 science fiction action film, Predator, as a Vietnam War veteran on a doomed mission to save hostages who instead encounters a technologically advanced alien. Arnold's character is known primarily by what nickname? Uh, pass. The 1962 drama film To Kill a Mockingbird revolves around Atticus Finch and his attempt to defend Tom Robinson in court. The film is narrated by Atticus Finch's daughter, who is primarily known by what nickname? Uh, Clementine? Scout. Scout. Classic 1975 thriller film Jaws is about the attempts of a police chief to hunt a man-eating great white shark, enlisting the help of a professional shark hunter, Quint, who is captain of the Orca and played by what actor? I pass. Okay. Tim Hurton's The Nightmare Before Christmas is a 1993 stop-motion animated musical dark fantasy about Jack Skellington's obsession with celebrating Christmas. Who is the singing voice of Jack Skellington? pass 
The Mission Impossible series of American spy films is both based on and a follow-up from the television series of the same name, starring Tom Cruise as what character? Ethan... Ethan? I'll take it. Uh, what 1979 biographical crime drama film stars Al Pacino as Sonny Wurzik, a first-time crook trying to steal enough money to pay for his lover's sex reassignment surgery? Pass. 1968 psychological horror film Rosemary's Baby is about a woman giving birth to the devil's son, Adrian. Rosemary Woodhouse is portrayed by what actress? God, I'm blanking on these damn names. <laughs> Uh, Sissy Spacek? Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow. God damn it. Otherwise, yeah, you got tripped up. There were a lot of names in this one. Uh, yeah. The 1979 biographical crime, crime drama film, Al Pacino as Sonny Wurtzik trying to steal money to pay for sex reassignment surgery. Anyone know that one? Rico does. Is right. Um, the Nightmare Before Christmas, the singing voice of Jack Skellington. That one Danny was tough. Elfman. Oh, yeah. but people knew it. Danny Elfman is right. Um, the actor who played Quint, the captain of the Orca... Right. Yep. Uh, Arnold's character's nickname in Predator Dutch. is Dutch. Yep. Nice, dude. Something tells me he's going to be trouble. And that was it. Uh, so, how many right did he have? I marked down three, sir. Three is not enough. That will give you eight points. A very respectable showing, all the same. Well, good job, man. Uh, you're, the, you're, the highest, good, man. you're the highest scoring of the people who've gone so far, if that makes you feel any better. A little bit. Uh, and your charity, your chosen charity, will receive a $5 donation in your name. Thank you very Beautiful. much. Beautiful. Thank you, guys. Definitely. Thanks, man. All right. <laughs> so Logo Mike will take off from his seat, and I will ask Bridget to replace him as we turn to Rico. Rico, the man who systematically destroyed the last general knowledge round. Mm. <laughs> Let's see if he can do the same. He's got six points. He's three behind the tied leaders. Um, so this could be your ticket back into the front game. We'll see. Two minutes. General knowledge, uh, which starts now. The 1995 animated comedy film Toy Story revolved around the adventures of two toys in particular. A, com a cowboy named Woody, voiced by Tom Hanks, and a space ranger named Buzz Lightyear, who's voiced by what actor? Tim Allen. Is right. Guardians of the Galaxy is a 2014 superhero film that tells the story of Star-Lord and his band of misfit criminals who get swept up in a plot to find and control the Power Stone. What monosyllabic character does Vin Diesel voice in the film? Groot. Is right. What 1980 biographical sports drama film revolves around the self-destructive and obsessive rage, sexual jealousy, an animalistic appetite of middleweight boxer Jake LaMotta. Raging Bull. Is right. 1984 comedy horror classic Gremlins features a cute and cuddly creature named Gizmo, a mogwai who was voiced by what comedian? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Bobby's World. <laughs> I, I pass. Okay. Uh, what 1997 romantic comedy drama film stars Jack Nicholson as a misanthropic, homophobic, and obsessive compulsive novelist named Melvin Udall? As good as it gets. Is right. What second highest grossing movie of 1996 was an epic disaster adventure film that was also notable for being the first film to be released on DVD in the United States? Perfect Storm. Twister. The 1976 film Taxi Driver follows Travis Bickle, a taxi driver and veteran, in his deteriorating mental state as he works nights in New York City. Who directed the film? Scorsese. Is right. Carrie is a 1976 supernatural horror film telling the story of Carrie White, a shy 16-year-old who's mocked and bullied, leading to a prom no attendee will forget. What actress played Carrie? 
Sissy Spacek. Is right. Two brothers have collaborated as screenwriters and or directors on almost a dozen films, including Kingpin, There's Something About Mary, Shallow Hell, and Dumb and Dumber 2. What's their shared family name? Fairly. Is right. The Lord of the Rings trilogy tells the story of the Fellowship trying to destroy the One Ring. In order to do so, Frodo must carry the ring to a specific mountain in Mordor named what? Mount Doom. Is right. 1939 musical fantasy film The Wizard of Oz saw a young Dorothy and newfound friends adventure through the land of Oz. Searching for both the wizard and a way home, what actress played Dorothy in the film? Judy Garland. Is right. Tore it apart. I think you only passed once and missed one. Uh, the one you passed on was the voice of Mogwai. Who knew that one? Howie Mandel. Yeah. I, I was right. It's Bobby's world, but yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know it as soon as as soon as soon uh, you're no longer I'm just saying on the record, the fuck you, Mount, Howie Mandel. <laughs> well, yes. while he's busy fucking himself, uh, how many points did, uh, did Rico get? Rico got nine, sir. Nine Howie. points. Good job. Thank Very you. good job, Rico. Pushing him into the lead at 15, but still catchable. We'll mm -hmm. see. All right. Well done. You may Very take nice, off your sir. headset and vacate your seat, and Aaron will take your place. While that is happening, hello, Bridget. Hi. How are you? I'm fucked. This is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I yes, know all the answers back there, but this is going to fuck me up. Well, hopefully you'll enjoy being fucked. Yes. Um, <laughs> <shall> we... <laughs> I usually do. Yes. Usually. All right. You have and I'll seven let you know points. If I don't. You have seven points. You're 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 eight behind Rico, mm -hmm. which is catchable. Yeah, I know, but uh, I don't know. I'm not feeling good. All right. Well, uh, you've got two minutes, and your time starts now. The Birdcage is a 1996 comedy film about the openly gay parents, uh, parents of a young man meeting the ultra-conservative parents of the young woman he wants to marry. Robin Williams plays Armand, who plays his life partner, Albert. Nathan Lane. Is right. The 1992 action thriller, Under Siege, is about a group of mercenaries led by Tommy Lee Jones trying to take over the U.S. Navy ship, uh, battleship Missouri. Steven Seagal plays the only man who can stop them. What job does he have on the ship? Cook? Is right. Citizen Kane is a 1941 drama film about the life and legacy of Charles Foster Kane, whose last word, Rosebud, which sets off a search for the meaning of that word. But in the end of the movie, it's revealed that Rosebud referred to what object? Slay. Is right. John Krasinski directed his wife, Emily Blunt, in what 2018 film about a family struggling, struggling to survive and raise children in a post-apocalyptic world? Quiet Place? Is right. Jeff the Dude Lebowski is a slacker in Los Angeles who's attacked as a result of mistaken identity, setting off a chain of bizarre events. The Dude likes to spend his time playing what sport with his friends Walter and Donnie? Bowling? Is right. What 2015 epic revisionist Western film revolves around Leonardo DiCaprio's character Hugh Glass struggling to survive following an unfortunate encounter with a bear? The bear? No, Django Unchained. No, no The Revenant. No. Oh, fuck what 1993 British-American drama film was nominated for eight Academy Awards and stars Anthony Hopkins as the contemplative, contemplative and repressed butler Stevens? Uh... Remains of the Dead. Is right. What 1979 science fiction horror film was selected for preservation by the Library of Congress in 2002 and is the origin of the popular tagline, In Space No One Can Hear You Scream? 2001 Space Odyssey? No. Alien. Robin Williams memorably performed the voice of the genie in the 1992 animated Disney classic Aladdin, but who played the genie in the 2019 live-action CGI remake? Will Smith? Is right. From 2005's Batman Begins sprang the Dark Knight trilogy, a trio of Batman movies helmed by Chris Christopher Nolan and starring Christian Barrel as Batman and what veteran actor as his faithful butler? 
Michael Caine. Is right. The 1972, I've started, so I'll finish. The 1972 classic crime film, The Godfather, was directed by Francis Ford Coppola and stars Marlon Brando as Don Vito Corleone. Spoiler alert, how does Don Vito die in the film? Heart attack in the is orange forest. right. Absolutely right. Uh, you killed it. I think... You didn't pass on any of them. You just got the one, the Revenant wrong. Everything else was absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. How many points did she get? Bridget got nine as well. Nine points. Very nice. Very, very nice. I am sorry to say, Rico, that takes you out of contention. You cannot win. Fuck you guys. (laughs) Your charity will receive a $5 donation uh, in your name. And Bridget, welcome to first place. Thank you very much. Wow, uh, that was that, a, was that was impressive. That was a showing. That was crazy. That was I was a like, showing. So was while Bridget like, has left her seat, I'll ask ZZ Todd to take her place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have a smoke. He did a great job, but not good enough. Aaron, hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm ready to slide into mediocrity. All right. Well, nice. I mean. <laughs> I mean, you you got a wall to climb. You need nine to tie Bridget's efforts, but I think you can do it. Two minutes starting now. The events of the 1990 science fiction action film Total Recall are kicked off when bored construction worker Douglas Quaid goes to a company that implements fantasy memories, and he chooses to be a secret agent in what location? Pass. Julie Roberts and Hugh Grant star in a 1999 romantic comedy about the unlikely romance between a travel book store owner and a visiting Hollywood actress. What's the name of the film? Notting Hill. Is right. What 1992 film includes scenes of Michael Douglas's character learning how to use a rocket launcher from a young boy and pulling a gun in a fast food restaurant after being refused breakfast? Uh, One of the most influential and studied filmmakers in all of cinema, Alfred Hitchcock, is known as the master of suspense and directed over 50 feature films over six decades. How many Best Director Oscars did he win? None. That's right. Vin Diesel is prominently known for playing career criminal and survivor Riddick, a role that originated with what 2000 science fiction horror movie? Pass. Okay. The 1940 animated film Fantasia is an animated film produced by Walt Disney Productions consisting of eight segments. The third and most famous segment features Mickey Mouse unable to control magic. What is the segment called? Sorcerer's Apprentice. Is Rice. 1971 crime thriller film The French Connection tells the story of two NYPD detectives in pursuit of wealthy heroin smuggler. Gene Hackman plays Jimmy Doyle. What's his nickname in the film? Fucking guy. Yep. Uh, no. Grease is a 1978 musical romantic comedy starring John Travolta as Danny Zuko, the leader of the Greaser gang T-Birds. What's the name of the gang of Greaser girls? Pink Ladies. Is right. What 1995 science fiction film was directed by Terry Gilliam and earned Brad Pitt his first Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor? Seven. I don't fucking know. Twelve Monkeys. In the 1994 buddy comedy film Dumb and Dumber, Jim Carrey plays well-meaning limousine driver Lloyd Christmas, setting out to return a briefcase full of cash. Who plays his equally dumb roommate Harry Dunn? I don't know. Jeff Daniels. 2000 action spy film Mission Impossible 2 was directed by John Woo and stars Tom Cruise trying to stop a deadly virus developed by a pharmaceutical company. What mythical creature is the virus named after? Dragon? Chimera. Sorry. Fuck that. Uh, Okay, so uh, the actor who plays uh, Harry Dunn in Dumb and Dumber? 
Anybody Jeff know? Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Daniels. Oh, I did say it. Never mind. Uh, uh, the 1995 science fiction film directed by Terry Gilliam and earned Brad Pitt his first Academy yeah, Award. Yeah, you said that Did too. I? Yeah. Uh, I apologize. That was 12 Monkeys. Uh, Gene Hackman's, uh, his nickname in the French Connection. Did anyone know that? Yep. Popeye nice. is right. Uh, you didn't miss many other than those. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, you passed on... Did you pass on this one? I'm confused now. I should have written them down. Uh, the, the 1992 film with Michael Douglas's character learning how to use a rocket launcher that was falling down. Mm. Oh, yeah, I passed on that. Uh, yeah, you passed on that one. You got Notting Hill. And uh, the Total Recall, Douglas Quaid gets a fantasy memory of being a secret agent anywhere. Did anyone know? Mars. Yeah, Mars is right. Okay, so how many did she get right? She got four correct. Four. Fuck this shit. <laughs> well, it puts your score up to 11, but it's not enough. There will be $5 donated to your charity in your name. Um, I'm going to also, I'm going to match that. Oh, so sweet. Uh, not that the Edward Center is listening, but I'm going to also make a That's donation That's on fine. my own. That's Ooh. fine. Thank you very much Thank for that. Thank you, Eric. That's freaking badass. All right. Well, uh, you can take your headset off and vacate your seat. And uh, Mexi. You will take your place as we turn to ZZ Todd. You're very professional at telling people to get out of the chair. (laughs) (laughs) Very smooth. I do my best. I'm just trying to get through all these questions before my voice gives up entirely. Uh, Okay, so ZZ Todd, you're in the same position that Aaron was. You have seven points. The leader has 16, so you need nine correct to stay in the game. Oh, dear. But I believe you can do it. Two minutes on the clock, and your time starts now. Spotlight is a 2015 biographical drama film about a team of newspaper journalists investigating child sex abuse by numerous Catholic priests in the Boston area. What's the name of the newspaper they work for? Mm, Globe. Is right. The 2009 superhero film Watchmen is a dark and dystopian deconstruction of the superhero genre set in an alternate history 1985. One of the most memorable characters is naked for most of the film and bright blue. What's his superhero name? Uh, Dr. Manhattan. Is right. The Big Lebowski features a character known only as the stranger. The dude meets him having a Spirilla at the bar in the bowling alley, and he delivers the movie's epilogue. What actor plays the stranger? Not a clue. Uh, Sam Elliott. 1987 crime film The Untouchables told the story of Bureau of Prohibition agent Elliot Ness putting together a team to take down Al Capone. What actor played Elliot Ness? Um, the mailman. Kevin Costner. The 1974 epic crime film The Godfather Part Two is simultaneously a sequel and a prequel, telling the story of the rise of Vito Corleone and the fall of Michael Corleone. What actor plays the young adult Vito Corleone? I like spaghetti. Robert De Niro. H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds was adapted into a film in 1953 featuring a technologically superior alien force and humanity's desperate struggle to survive. In this version, what planet do the aliens come from? Uranus. Mars. <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle is a 1993 romantic comedy starring Tom Hanks as a grieving widower single father whose call into a radio show ultimately leads to him meeting newspaper reporter Annie. What actress plays Annie? Meg Ryan. Is right. The 2010 action thriller Salt stars Angelina Jolie as Evelyn Salt, a CIA operative who's revealed early on to be a sleeper agent programmed to assassinate the leader of what country at the funeral of the American vice president? Uh. Uruguay. Russia. 1964 musical comedy My Fair Lady is about the attempt of an arrogant phonetics professor to teach a cockney flower seller how to speak proper English and make her presentable in high society. What actor played the professor Henry Higgins? Oh god, I have no idea. Rex Harrison. That is time. 
Um, I don't think you passed on any of them. You gave wrong answers instead, for the most part. No, uh, no more fun than that. Uh, well, the, you did pass on The Stranger uh, in The Big Lebowski. Did anybody know who played him? You said, you said it. it. Oh, said did Sam I? Yeah. yeah. I didn't remember saying it. It was Sam Elliott, in case I didn't. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's it. You, you either got the rest right or just got it wrong, and I gave the answer then. Uh, how many points did he get, CB? He got three. Three is Thank not enough. Thank you for enough. having me. <laughs> three you puts you up to so. ten points, and we will make a $5 donation to your charity in your name. Thank you so much for playing. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. All right. One. Very one final competitor to go. CJ, will you take the on-deck seat, please? Okay. You two put forth the best score in the opening round. Nine correct each. Uh, the current leader has 16, so you each need seven. We're going to start with Mexi, because uh, we, we started that way. Mexi yep. went first, then CJ second, so we kept it the same. Uh, Mexi, you ready? Yeah, sure. I just real quick, just want to say, you know, sitting in the audience, you know, sometimes you think, oh, I know that answer. So I have known none of the answers like so far for any of this stuff. Oh, I'm sitting back there like, I don't know that one. So we'll see. All right. I genuinely hope it goes a little bit better for you than that. <laughs> I don't uh, know. You need seven to tie uh, eight to lead. You've got two minutes starting now, what 1993 fantasy comedy film stars Bill Murray and Andy McDowell and takes place on February 2nd over and over again? Groundhog Day. Is right. 1986 action drama film Top Gun stars Tom Cruise as Lieutenant Pete Mitchell, who's romantically interested in Kelly McGillis's character Charlie Blackwood. What song does Maverick sing to Charlie in the film? Never watched it. Pass. Nope. Uh, the Imitation Game is a 2014 historical drama about the brilliant cryptanalyst Alan Turing trying to break the German Enigma codes during World War II. What actor plays Alan Turing in the film? Pass. What 1922 silent German expressionist horror film stars Max Schreck as Count Orlock and is considered an unauthorized and unofficial adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula? Pass. 2007 romantic comedy film Knocked Up features Seth Rogen as slacker Ben Stone, who has a one-night stand with reporter Allison Scott, resulting in an unintended pregnancy. What actress plays Allison Scott? Pass. What 2015 revisionist Western thriller film was the first Western movie in 34 years to have a score by legendary composer Ennio Morricone? Pass. Across the Universe is a 2007 jukebox musical romantic drama film directed by Julie Taymor. It incorporates 34 song compositions originally written by members of what band? No idea, pass. Bernard Herrmann was an American composer and conductor best known for his work in films and is primarily known for his collaborations with what director of films such as North by Northwest and The Man Who Knew Too Much? Pass. DuckTales the movie from 1990 features a globe-trotting adventure as Scrooge McDuck and Huey, Dewey, and Louie try to find and keep a magic lamp. What relation are Huey, Dewey, and Louie to Scrooge? Nephews. Grand nephews. What 1995 space docudrama film directed by Ron Howard gave us the famous line, Houston, we have a problem. Apollo 13. Is right. What 2006 drama film features Julie Christie playing a Canadian woman struggling to deal with both her husband's past indiscretions and her own fight with Alzheimer's disease? Oh, uh, The Notebook. No, uh, away from her. The wow. 1985 Australian... I've started, so I'll finish. The 1985 Australian post-apocalyptic action film Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome features a memorable turn by what singer as the ruthless ruler of Bartertown, anti-entity? Never seen it. Ah, oh, <laughs> Tina Turner. No. Yes. I thought for sure if it was a music question, you'd get it. No, uh, I, I had to get the Houston one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have been... <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, no, like 90% of those questions, it. those movies, um, never seen it. Let's go Pretty over good. the Thank rest. Uh, Bernard Herrmann primarily collaborated with what director from North by Northwest? Did anybody know? Hitchcock, Hitchcock is right. Um, Across the Universe features 34 songs Beatles. written by the Beatles is right. Um, the 2015 Western thriller to have a score by Ennio Morricone. Did anybody know that? The Hateful Eight. Oh, yeah. The first movie in 34 years. Um, and Allison Scott in Knocked Up was played by Catherine Heigl, is right. Um, uh, yeah, the Top Gun song. Did anyone know that? Never exactly seen. I've, I've right. never seen Top Gun, believe it or not. Uh, and uh, the 1922 silent German expressionist film uh, that is an unofficial adaptation of Dracula. Did anybody know? No, Sferatu is right. And what actor played Alan Turing in the Imitation Game? Is right. How many did he get? Maxi got two. Two points is not enough. Puts him at 11. I warned you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you absolutely killed your special subject. Yeah. You, you destroyed it. So yes. you should take some pride in that. Awesome. In the meanwhile, we will be making a $5 donation to Niagara Hospice. In your name. Yes, thank you, you guys for having me here. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. This is it. This is it. It is, it is CJ or it is Bridget. Dun, 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 dun. You have nine points, CJ. I want my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> You may need her. You need seven yeah. points to tie eight to win. Are you ready? As ready as I'm going to be. All right. You're going to love this first one. <laughs> You've got two minutes, and your time starts now. Kevin Smith's 1994 black and white buddy comedy Clerks concerns Dante and Randall as they discuss pop culture and Dante's love life while they fail to work their jobs at a video rental store and what convenience store? Quick stop. Is right. The 2009 mystery thriller Angels and Demons stars Tom Hanks as symbologist Robert Langdon trying to stop an assassin from killing the candidates for the papacy. Who directed the film? Ron Howard. Is right. 1974 slasher film The Texas Chainsaw Massacre follows a group of friends who fall victim to a family of cannibals. The main villain, Leatherface, is loosely based on what real-life serial killer? Ed Gein. Is right. What 1927 drama starred Al Jolson and effectively ended the silent film era as it had both a synchronized music score as well as lip-synchronous singing and speech in several sequences? Pass. Uh, the Pink Panther is a 1963 comedy following Inspector Clouseau, played by Peter Sellers, chasing notorious criminal the Phantom. In the film, the Pink Panther is what object? It's a diamond. It is right. Uh, 1971 neo-noir action thriller film Dirty Harry stars Clint Eastwood as a rough-and-tumble cop chasing a psychopathic sniper called Scorpio. What is Dirty, Dirty Harry's last name? Pass. The 1997 epic romance and disaster film Titanic is kicked off when a team on a research vessel finds a safe that they think might contain a necklace with a large diamond. What's the name of this necklace? Hell Diamond? No, Heart of the Ocean. Ugh. 1980 psychological horror film The Shining was a standalone movie for 39 years until a sequel was produced starring Ewan McGregor in 2019 called What? Pass. What 1944 black comedy film features the Brewster sisters cheerfully explaining to their nephew Mortimer that they attract lonely bachelors and then kill them by serving them spiked elderberry wine? Pass. 2002 pseudo-biographical crime film Catch Me If You Can features Leonardo DiCaprio as Frank Abagnale, a con artist trying to stay one step ahead of FBI agent Carl Hanratty, who is played by what actor? Tom Hanks. Is right. Girl Interrupted is a 1999 psychological drama film revolving around Susanna and Lisa, two patients in a psychiatric hospital. What actress plays Valerie Owens, the head nurse? Oh, fuck you. Um... <laughs> 
I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Angelina Jolie. No, uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Damn it. That was the correct answer. Um, I knew the two, the two main actors, if you'd ask me that. Yeah. Uh, the sequel to The Shining, did anyone know that? Dr. Sleep is right. Uh, I gave the Heart of the Ocean was correct. Uh, Dirty Harry's last name is Callahan. That's right. Uh, the 1927 Al Jolson movie was is absolutely right. The jazz singer, you got the rest of those right. How many points did CJ get that round? CJ got five. Five, five points dude. is not enough. Still good, man. CJ, Still good. your charity will receive a five dollar donation in your name, but our winner is Bridget. Yeah. Very very nice. You got it. Bridget, Bridget, your charity will receive a $100 donation to the MicroWorks. Is that right? That's MicroWorks. We'll get $100 in your name. Congratulations. Well done. That's it, everybody. We found our real Cinemind, and it is Bridget from Bicoastal Biatches. All right. Uh, in the meanwhile, uh, that's going to be it from us. Uh, I am Pantsless Aaron. You can find me at Pantsless Aaron. You can find Stevie at... at Midnight Smoke One. Uh, you can find all of us on the Odd Pods Media Network. Mm -hmm. Please check out all of these great shows and all these great people who came out to hang with us and play a very silly game, uh, which I desperately hope they've all enjoyed. Uh, in the meanwhile, uh, we usually sign off our show in a very particular way. We shout, because fuck you, that's why. So I would like all of you to shout, because fuck you, that's why, when I say, and that's it from us. Why? Because, because fuck you, that's why! And we're back. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to us play Cinemind. We had a lot of fun. And as you can tell, I am the champion. I am the champion. Yeah, I'll never do that to you guys again. Maybe. Maybe not. You never know. You might get to hear the lovely vocal stylings of Bridget once again. For your sake, you better hope not. But yes, we had a great time playing the game. I fucking won. And, you know, yeah, I have no pride in that whatsoever. But we had a blast playing the game. We had a blast spending time with our newest friends over at the Odd Pods Media Crew, um, with, you know, including Because Fuck You, That's Why, Married with Children, um, Cinema, uh, Cinema, whatever, fucking Cinema underscore Seaman's team. And of course, Because Fuck You, That's Why. We had a great time with those guys. We hope you enjoyed listening to the game. And we'll be bringing some of those guys and ladies onto our podcast itself as time goes by. So with that, just a reminder, like, subscribe, and rate our podcast. We will be dropping on Wednesdays, as Aaron mentioned. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at By Coastal Biatches. The Facebook is a Facebook group. Twitter, you can search for By Coastal Biatches, though the spelling is slightly different. 
and email us at bicoastalbiatches at gmail.com. And with that, we'll keep talking if you keep listening. Bye. Bye. Here they are, just two bicoastal girls.